0: and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, even singing your praise. You're all blessed this morning. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make make it a place of springs their early rain also covers it with covers covers it with pools they go from strength to strength each one appears before God of God in Zion O oh Lord God of hosts hear my prayer give ear O oh God of Jacob behold our shield O oh God look on the face of your anointed For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Anyone here trust in the Lord? Raise your hand. All right, amen. You're blessed. You're blessed today. So let's stand this morning, let's sing, and uh, give God praise and glory and honor it. I'm not sure who this is for this morning, maybe it's for all of us, but heard the spirit of the Lord say he's coming after you he's coming after you and he's not stopping he's coming after you and he's not gonna stop it doesn't matter where you are in your walk he's coming after you and he's not gonna stop pursuing he loves you that much the pursuit Of your soul, the pursuit of everything to go deeper with Him. He's coming after you, each individually. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you that your pursuit of us never stops. Your love is so deep that you never stop coming after us. Your love is so fierce and so relentless. You'll leave the 99 to come and get the one. Father, I thank you that you never stop, no matter where we're at. You keep coming, and you keep coming, and you keep wooing us and compelling us. Thank you, Jesus, that you never stop. be to your name God
1: turn with me to Isaiah chapter 26 beginning with verse 1 I uh, last week spoke on on the uh, peace of God are the kids in the whole service just want to make sure they are they are okay fantastic um the uh uh last week I talked about no worries, not worrying not not giving into to, to uh, stress and and fear and and uh and all the things that go along with that and uh hadn't planned on sharing it talking about it again this week, but it's been amazing I've had two different kinds of responses this week the one was um, the number of people that have texted me or emailed me or called and said, did you listen to, to so-and-so on the radio or on TV or on the internet? There's, I guess a whole bunch of people uh, have been preaching on peace and, and, uh, and no worry and stress and all those sort of things. And this morning, even as I was getting ready and, and doing uh, just you know checking up on the world, a friend of mine uh, in Colorado posted that he was teaching on peace. And I was like, you know, there's something going on here. You know, you see that a lot. I, I I don't listen to a lot of, uh, you know, folks around the. You know, I, I listen to some teachings and such on online and things like that, but I don't seek out a lot of stuff. But I I hear from others that that God is uh, it has a message. Many times you'll hear it pop up all over the place. There's something about peace right now, something about no worry, something about. The uh, trusting in God that he wants to get across to the body of Christ. And it, it could be a number of things. It could be something we're dealing with even now. And, and I know uh, even in my own life, you know, I have a lot of things that I'm, I'm believing God for. A lot of things that I'm expecting the right, you know, the right outcome, the that answer that, that I'm hoping that it's a certain way. And, and when it m- many of the times it doesn't go that way. It goes the exact opposite. Too many times life uh, comes at you uh, sideways it doesn't it doesn't happen in sequential order the way you had prayed it out and the way you were hoping and the way you desired and at that point, you have a decision to make. you can either uh, stress out, you can either get worried about it you can you can get upset, you can lose your cool you can you can do all kinds of natural things uh, or you, uh, you can trust in the Lord. Isaiah chapter 26, this was a verse that, that had been uh, just rolling around in me all week long, and I, I kept coming back to it once I found exactly where it was, and I was meditating on it quite a bit this week, because there's, there's, I'm just going to be honest, there's areas in my life that, that I, have to, I have to rest in Him right now. I have to rest in the fact that He's, he's in control. Isaiah chapter 26, beginning with verse 1. It says, In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. Verse 3, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts you trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock remember the verse we that I shared last week was trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths trust in the Lord trust trust him why does the Word have to say to trust Him? It reminds us over and over and over. Jesus talked about that, that we are to put our hope in Him, put our, our trust in the Lord, in the Father, that He'll take, take care of us. Why does it have to keep reminding us to do so? Because we live in a world that is crumbling, moment you know, minute by minute around us, falling apart. I mean, you just it, it just keeps getting more and more and more stressful. It was interesting, I, as I've been meditating on this, one of the things that I, I wondered about was what were the statistics, and I'm not going to go into all of the uh, the statistics about, about stress and anxiety, I mean, because we don't want to, I don't want to be highlighting that, but just to understand that you're not alone, uh, the uh, facts and statistics from the ADAA, Anxiety and Depression Association, did you know there was an anxiety and Association in America of America isn't that interesting that we have to, that we have that, but the uh, the facts and statistics. The very first fact is that anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. Affecting forty million adults in the United States age eighteen and older. That is eighteen point one percent of the population every year. One out of five people. One out of five adults suffer from anxiety disorder, and now that's everything from PTSD on one end to to fear of the dark. You know, fear of fear of ducks. I don't know. I mean, there's just all kinds of. My favorite, my favorite, uh, uh, far side ever was the uh, paradoctophobia, the fear that somewhere, somehow, a duck is watching you, and. Uh, you know, life is full of phobias, fears. You know, the my uh, my one. You know, you you have your kids. I saw a meme this week of what what your mom is thinking when you don't return her text. You know, and it shows three pictures, and one is of a car stuck in a ditch. You know, I mean, I mean, not just stuck in a ditch. I mean, like vertical in a ditch with water. See, and then another person with drowning up the air. I mean, yeah, you know, moms. Somebody that was one of the re- responses I got this week was that somebody says I have a plan. Black on my wall that says it's my job to worry. You know, you're a grandma, right? It's, it's the grandma's job to worry. We, yeah, I know. Well, that's the right, answer. it's our job to pray. But do you? Let's be honest. When it comes down to it, do you immediately go, "Oh Lord, I trust you," and I just, you know, I know you got this. Whatever this uh, latest catastrophe is, is uh, all about. I trust you, and oh, I'm so glad. And, or do you think, well, I wonder how I can fix it. I wonder how I can sort this out. I wonder how I can save this thing from being completely and totally a disaster. I don't know about you. How many of you, don't, don't raise your hands, but how many of you, many of you raise your hands? How many of you wake up in the middle of the night, and your head is racing all the details and all the facts and all the things that you have to sort out tomorrow? To make sure that everything works exactly so that you don't have stress. You know, sometimes you think about all those details so that you you at least feel like you did something about it. How much more effective would be being in prayer about it? Now that sounds like the Christianese uh, uh, trite saying, Oh, just pray about it. Just put your trust in the Lord. No, he really did give us that option. We have the option to put our trust in him. Jesus said, Theoretically, he said it. Hang on. I'm having to use a different, my tablet died this week. Go to John chapter 14. These are the last things that Jesus said to his disciples just before he went to the cross. And I, I usually preface statements like this with this thought. He could have said anything. He could have talked about anything. He could have, he could have gave all kinds of directions, all kinds of instructions. But these, this John 14, 14, 15, and 16... It's important to read that because these are the things that Jesus said right before He was done ministering on the earth. And in John chapter 14, begin with verse 25, He says, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all All that I have said to you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. Jesus was telling them ahead of time what was about to happen. You know, he, 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 for all intents and purposes, he had said... I'm going to be uh, going to go to Jerusalem, and while I'm there, the, the, the elders, the chief priests, the 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 other uh, the Sanhedrin, they're going to they're going to take me, they're going to beat me, they're gonna they're gonna do everything that it said that the Messiah is going to happen to the Messiah uh, that to me, and I'm going to die, and I'm going to be put on a cross, and you have to f- take off your cross and follow me. He wasn't mincing any words. And at the very end, he says, you know, I'm just telling you these things ahead of time, so when it happens, you have peace. Because it did not go the way they thought it was going to go. Remember, uh, a while back, Buddy shared uh, a sermon that says, I don't, think it, I don't think the story is the one you think it is, or something like that. that. That the disciples were always thinking that Jesus had a different plan in mind, a different plan in, in, uh, in the works, than what was really going on. They didn't understand. They kept wanting to know who's going to sit in what throne and who was going to be the, the greatest in the kingdom. And they always wanted to know who, how they were you know, going to be blessed through this and if their family could, be, could have the benefits. And they were, they were thinking all these different things. And when the kingdom starts, how's it going to work? And blah, blah, blah. And, and Jesus says, you, you don't get it. This isn't what you think it is. This isn't the way, you know, this isn't going to go the way you want it to go life doesn't always go the way you want it to go it actually may go the exact opposite most of the time i i am convinced that anything is that is worth anything anything that's really important in life is going to be challenged by the world anything that's that is important is going to be tested and tried. It's going to be worked over. It's going to be beat up. It's going to be mangled. You know, we don't want to hear that. We want to think that every day of every every moment of every day of our life is just going to be smooth. But it's not. Especially things that are important. Children are important. How our children are raised. How our children grow up are is is absolutely vital because they they you know what they do in their early part of their life will set the course for who they are as an adult and i wish it was a completely straight narrow perfectly smooth path for them but it won't be and as parents that's hard that's hard to watch it's hard to it's hard to help them uh, navigate that and not worry I mean, you can have the best kid in the world, like my kids. I have to give that one every once in a while, just because I pick on them the other times. But you can have the best kids in the world, and they're still going to have rough spots. They're going to still have uh, make decisions that you go, "What? You did what? Were you were you awake when you made that decision? I mean, was that a was that a was that a?" I'm sure you guys never do anything like that. See, my kids aren't here right close. So I can't pick on them. But you are. You've never made any of those kind of decisions, right? Shall I ask your folks? <laughs> But you want everything to go just perfect. And you want, you want everybody around them to be the best friends ever that they could ever have. But how many of you, you know, your kids are going through life and all of a sudden their friends don't, aren't what you would hope they were or, or want them to be or they're, they're not as there for them as you'd want. Life is hard. You might, you get, you get a job, and you, you're believing for a promotion and, and you've are believing, and you even prayed about it and, and, and you feel like God has given you a word that yes, you're going to get that promotion and then all of a sudden somebody else is being interviewed for the job and you're not being interviewed. Well, what do you do with that? You could, you, immediately your stomach can start to turn. And even as I said that, even as I said that, you know, somebody, you, you, some of you remember back to when that happened to you and then that, that stomach starts to churn even there. The things that were said, the things that were, that were insinuated, the things that, that didn't go the way you had hoped they would. I still remember when I was at Abundant Life, I was the youth pastor. And uh, I loved being the youth pastor. I mean, that, was, that to me, that was the ultimate job. I mean, you think about this. You can play games every day of your life. You can go skiing and get paid for it. Hallelujah. I could see the benefits of being a youth pastor for my whole entire life. I mean, you don't have to worry about early morning. I think kids on their days off they don't want to wake up early. You can sleep in. I mean, everything about it. And and kids are actually moldable. Adults don't ever want to change. But kids, kids are moldable. You can move them in a direction. You, you know, it's just they're excited and they have energy. And God began to speak to me and says, "Your job's going to change. You're going to be, you're going to be the associate pastor." I'm going to be the what? The associate pastor? Our church at that time didn't have an associate pastor. They'd never had. Well, they had an associate pastor, Pastor Dan was the pastor there, and then Pastor Kevin, and then, then Pastor Dan came over here, Pastor Kevin became the senior pastor, I became the youth, the youth pastor. They never had, we didn't have an, a, an associate pastor. And actually, the word that the Lord actually said to me was, the administrator of the church. You're going to be the administrator of the church. I heard it in prayer. I was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? I don't, I don't want to be the administrator of the church. I want to be the youth pastor. So I told Deb, I said, you know, Deb, I was praying the other day, and I don't know what it means, but but God spoke to me and said, I'm going to be the administrator of the church. We've never had an administrator. I don't want to be the administrator. And for weeks, I argued with him. Lord, I don't know what you mean. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I want to do that? Find somebody else. Have somebody else do it. And every day, it just kept, kept getting stronger. You're going to be the administrator of the church. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't want to be the administrator. Finally, when I got to the point I was like, all right, I'm resigned. I'll, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Then I had somebody prophesy over me and they said, You're gonna start seeing things that are that are wrong in the church. Not that they're wrong, like bad, illegal, sinful, but that they're just not right. Things aren't right. But your job is not to say anything, it's to pray. Okay, that seems easy, right? until things started going wrong. And I started seeing they weren't answered the way I would answer them, the way that I would take care of them. you know how frustrating that is? To not be able to say anything. I couldn't. I could not say anything. I, if, 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 the deci- if a decision was made a certain way, I was not allowed to say anything. I was, allowed to, I, I was only allowed to obey whatever direction I was given. That was from the Holy Ghost. That stunk because it wasn't my job to say anything my it was my job to pray it was my job to 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 do what was to, what i was told to do and to do it with a smile on my face good morning i told the story somewhere recently about the time that that uh the, ch- the school secretary came to me and i'm the youth pastor of the church And the school secretary came to me and said, isn't it exciting that they're changing the name of the church? I was like, pardon? Isn't it exciting that they're changing the name of the church? And I was like, they are? Nobody had told me. I'm the the youth pastor of the church, and nobody told me that they were changing the name of the church. You would think that's something they should share with somebody like me. So, I'm not the last person to find out. But they didn't. I took it really well, didn't I, hon? <laughs> I was like, I, to that person, I just smiled and went, oh, yeah, that is exciting. Wonderful. I went to my office listening. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. In <laughs> all that was within me. Bless the... Churn, 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 churn. Well, who do they think they are? Churn, churn. Why do they think they can get away with that? That total disrespect of me. I went home that night. I'll be honest with you. I got mad. I was, I may have yelled. Did I yell that night? Yes, I did. (laughs) What do they think this is? Why would they not tell me something this important? Why don't they care about me? Why don't they... I didn't cry. Okay. I threw stuff. I not, not at her. I never threw anything at her. But I threw things at my couch. You can throw things at a, at a big fluffy couch that you can't throw at anybody else. I made sure I didn't make any marks in the walls. That would have been bad. But I threw things. I said, oh, I'm mad. I'm I had a little bit of anger issues back then. Not anymore. New no. Thanks. I was ticked. I was so hurt. I was so angry. I was so furious inside. I was like, Ugh! And I'm just, you know, and okay. How should I have handled that one? <laughs> Any other way than the way I was handling it? Just so you know. Any other way? I could have prayed about it. I could have, you know, let it go. I could have, you know, and I was so furious and i was so angry i was so hurt i was just you've got to be kidding me that they would not think to maybe mention it that they were doing this before they told everybody else in the church that goes on for quite a while that night angry hurt upset i finally sit down i'm tired and the holy spirit says are you done now I said, "Yeah, I'm done," because I was going to quit. I was going to. I had thought of every way I was going to walk in that next morning and tell them I was done. I was going to tell them what I thought of them. I was going to tell them what the, how it felt to be ignored and to not be told the information and to you know. And I had every right to, didn't I? And the Holy Spirit said are you done yet I was like yeah I'm done he said what did I tell you to do and I said you told me that I was going to start seeing things that weren't right but I wasn't supposed to say anything to anybody I was just supposed to pray and he goes so what are you going to do and I said well I guess I'm going to go to work tomorrow and I'm just going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to do my job he goes that's the right answer And it was hard. I wish I could say it was easy. It was very hard. Get up that morning, get ready for work. The whole time you're just... But you know what? Back to Isaiah 26. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. I could see there were some things that shouldn't have happened the way they happen. But I had to do this. I had to trust in the Lord. I had to trust Him that what He said is what was going to happen. And that is so hard. I mean, it's easy to say it on a Sunday morning up here and, you know, in a spiritual way, in a spiritual place. But in the real life, when things are not going the way you wanted them or expected them or even needed them to go, it is hard. Because everything comes against you and says that God must have been wrong. You're not, hear- you're not even hearing God right anymore. That's a scary place. How many of you ever thought that before? Well, if I was wrong on that one, what else am I wrong on? What else have I missed him on? Oh, great. That's a, that's a deep, dark, swirling hole. So I got up that morning. I just said, you know what, here, God, I, I still trust you. The number of times in the last 25, 30 years that I've had to say, you know what, God, I still trust you. I trust you bottom line, I am putting my trust in you. None of this stuff makes sense. None of this direction, none of these, none of the evidence, none of the, none of the things that I thought should be a certain way is what I thought it should be by now. But I trust you. And that was one of the mornings where I said that. I got up and said, God, I trust you. Here we go. Then I got in my car, went to work, put a smile on my face, walked in the front door, and Pastor Kevin met me at the front door. He, li- he never met me at the front door, ever. He met me at the front door and he goes, John, can I talk to you about something? He says, this is really important. I went, yes, yes. yes. We went back in his office. He goes, you know, he says, I was laying in bed, in bed last night and all of a sudden I realized, I haven't told you we're changing the name of the church. I was like, really? Oh, wow, well, you are, huh? Yeah, yeah, we've been working on it for a long time, and, and I just, all of a sudden, I realized we hadn't told you, and that was so wrong, I'm really sorry, please forgive me. And by the way, you really should be a part of this understanding, this, part of this knowledge, part of this process. Would you be an elder in the church? Would you be one of the decision makers? Will you be on the council, the, 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 the elder council board? Yes. Yes, I would. If I'd have walked in there that morning and quit, because I had every right to, I'd have missed God by about 30 seconds. And in a lot of our decisions, how many times have we quit 30 seconds before the breakthrough was going to happen? Now, I wish I could say that everything was wonderful from that day on. It actually got harder. I became an elder in the church, I became I was on the board, and that just gave me more opportunity to see more things that I wouldn't have done the way they would have done it. And I you know what I had to do? Praise the Lord. Awesome, I'll pray for you. What do you think we should do? Well, here's what I think you should do. No, we're gonna do it this way. Okay. Praise the Lord. Every day got harder and harder and harder because it didn't change what I saw it didn't change how I felt inside it didn't change and it just got harder and harder that went on for a full another year the first part was a year the second part was a full another year of just being faithful just trusting in the Lord some days were easier some days were harder and one day I was doing something very spiritual. I was playing golf with Pastor Kevin. And I had pretty much given up on that whole thing that the Lord had said that I was one day I was going to be the administrator of the church. And I'm playing golf with him and we started he started bringing up all the things that hadn't gone right in the last few months. Some things that had kind of fallen through the cracks, the things that had, and I'm thinking, no kidding, no kidding. Yep. Mhm. Yep. I remember that one too. And he's just like, yeah, he says, this is getting frustrating. We just, you know, it's like this, it's like this, just, you know, we need somebody who could just oversee all of that. And he goes, you know, somebody like an administrator. We've never had an administrator in the church, but, you know, we we probably should have an administrator for the church. It's the first time I'd ever heard those words in that church. It's kind of hard to play golf when you're, when, those, when, that's, when that's going on. And at one point, somebody goes, would you want to be the administrator of the church? I went, yes, I would. Yeah, I actually, I could just blurt it out. I had to, because that was why I had taken it for two years. I had kept it inside. I said, yes. And he goes, okay, if I make this next putt, you can be the administrator of the church.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Praise God, he made the putt. And I was just, I was, it was like, it's amazing. It's amazing. It just came to pass. The very, the very words, the very phrase that God used when he said, this is what's going to happen in your life. And everything for two years veered in the wrong direction, veered away from it. Everything, you know, the church was in such financial situation that we were looking at having to get rid of somebody. And I pretty much weekly was saying, you should get rid of me. Because I didn't want to put up with it anymore. I didn't, want this, I didn't want the pressure anymore. I thought maybe this was the way God was going to release it. No. Pastor Kevin said, John, you'll never leave here. But that happened boom became the administrator of the church everything like oh you know all the glory you know fireworks the whole it was beautiful it was amazing exactly what god had said was going to happen happen the next week i was in prayer and as i'm praying the holy spirit all of a sudden said now that you're the administrator of the church in a very short time somebody is going to leave and you're going to take their position and you're going to be the senior pastor of a church someday." And I was like, what? I just walked through two years of... There's children here. Think of the word that I was about to say that would be opposite of heaven. Okay. Earth. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Two full years I had walked through and I've been faithful and everything. it just been so hard and it was so... And I had learned in that time, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. And now He's saying, somebody's going to leave, and I thought, no, I I don't want to be. I don't want to always be looking at the next thing. I don't always want to be, you know, discontent where I am. I I was just, can I just have a break? Can I just have a relax? You know? And He goes, I gave you a week. I was so mad. I was so upset. Lord, come on. I just want to be the administrator. This is fun. I I enjoy now having the say in what's going on and doing things the way I think they should be done. Finally. But oh no. And he said, somebody's somebody's going to quit their job. Somebody's going to leave their job. You're going to take their position. And then someday you're going to be the senior pastor of that church. Well, you know, in my head... The only thing that made sense was that Pastor Kevin was going to leave. And so for the next two years... I'm just, I'm casting down, I don't want to take his job. I don't want him to quit. I don't, I don't want to be w- w- hoping for somebody else's job. No, no, no. Just fought it and fought it. The Lord dealt with me on the, you know, just all kinds of things. I was going to quit. At one point, I was going to quit. We were going to move to Idaho. I was going to start a coffee shop, and then maybe start a church out of there. Maybe that's what God, w- I had, had nothing to do with what God was talking about. Idaho. Idaho. Why Idaho, it's far away from here. That's all I cared. Okay. We had actually been out in in uh, Las Vegas, and there's a church out in Las Vegas. Was, at that point, it's 1,500 members bigger than that now. And at the time, they were baptizing between 15 and 30 people a week in Las Vegas. My, we went out for my brother's my brother's baptism. He had rededicated his life, and they went. To, they they were doing the baptism. He asked us to be there, and I was like, "Absolutely, I'll be there." I met the assistant pastor of this church. I mean, it's it was exploding we started talking he found out i was a pastor he found out that i had been in youth and i'd worked with college age and he goes will you come and work for us i was thinking yes maybe this is it he goes yeah we just had a guy who who just quit being the uh, the singles pastor here and we really need a singles pastor would you send me your resume and i'm thinking this is it a guy's leaving and i'm going to take the position this is it this is and, and it's far away from here and it's warm it's warmer. Yes, please, it's warmer. It just is. I'm all excited. This is all. And he's excited. He's like, man, definitely send me your resume. This is going to be wonderful. And, and blah, 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 blah. And I get on the plane. I we sit down on the plane. And the moment I sit down, the Holy Spirit says, you will not send him your resume. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. He keeps in perfect peace the one who trusts in him. God is well able to do everything he said he will do. Two full years pass. Two full hard, 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 hard years pass. Just when I was ready to give up, Pastor Kevin calls me in his office and says, Hey, Pastor Dan just called me. The youth pastor at River Valley just quit. And he's asking if you would consider taking the job. Boom. And here I was. And I'm thinking, wow, somebody left. I took their position. But then there was that, and someday you'll be the senior pastor. I won't even tell you what that two years was like. But everything will go against you. Everything will go the opposite direction. Everything. Your kids will take turns, take directions that you're like, no. But they're just, they're having to walk it out too. Trust in the Lord. Pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. They will make the right decisions. You've raised them correctly. They will do the right things because they're good kids. Your job will go the direction God's leading it to go. He will take you where you're supposed to go. Trust in the Lord with all your might. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Last verse, Colossians chapter 3. Begin with verse 12. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Put on the peace of Christ. Whatever you're dealing with this week, whatever you're, whatever you're experiencing, whatever is going wrong in your life, put on the peace of Christ. Trust Him, and He'll bring it to fulfillment. Amen? Amen. Amen.